This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. For hundreds of years, anthropologists have studied the social relationships of human beings. And none have been more confounding than what they call the different strokes effect. Get it? Meet Jade Gulliver, a charmingly low-maintenance, amicable sci-fi fan and avid podcaster. And David Lim, a top model strutting, goldfish-loving, walking jukebox. So... Can you handle the difference? Get ready for different strokes. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. Jade, have you ever had this feeling, uh, and you do, do you still go to the gym? Do you still work out? Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you ever had this feeling that you just know that there are certain exercises that you're just not meant to do? Like you just feel like God had created Any you. kind of squatting? Oh, you just read my mind. Yeah. Because I felt like I was created to never have to do squats, mm-hmm. never have to do any kind of leg workout. Because let me, when I try, results are tragic. Yeah. I'm in pain. I'm in constant pain right now, Jade. It's just, I, I, I've been going to gym for about a year mm-hmm. and I've, you know, largely avoided leg work. Yeah. You know, what, what I used to pass off as leg days or leg work was <laughs> actually just, you know, just, just about 15 minutes on a treadmill or on the bike or whatever. Yeah. I've never actually done, you know, any kind of muscle training on my thighs. And I have like Beyonce thighs. So that's probably saying something, you know, <laughs> that it's a, it's a bit, you know, it's like jelly. It, it wobbles a little. And um, the other day, so about two days ago, I thought, okay, we're going to work this out. Come on, Dave, you've got to mm-hmm. face your fears. You're going to work this out. You're going to do some squats. You're going to do some, some, some actual work on your thighs. Yep. It hurts much more than any other kind of muscle pain I've ever had. Yeah, well, I think there's actually like a scientific reason for why that happens. I think it's to do with the size of the muscle. It's like the largest, you know, largest muscle in your body or something. And I'm that, sure there's someone out there who knows more I'm about sure it than there's I do. Some, I'm sure there's somebody out there that could help us out. But really, Jade, I just, I, I'm, I'm at the point right now when I go, do I want to keep persisting? Do I really want to firm up my thighs or can we just move on and pretend like this never happened? I'm pretty sure it's a universal experience, Dave. Is it? Yeah. So I'm not alone no. in, in complaining. Uh, just it, it just seems to hurt a lot more <laughs> than any other kind of, you know, muscle ache I've ever had. Yeah. It's just terrible. I can't even strut properly this morning, Jade. <laughs> you know, I had my strutting music on as I usually do on the way to the station yeah. and I couldn't even I couldn't get down to the Saturdays. Well, I couldn't. That's the greater tragedy, isn't it? Like <laughs> If it's affecting strutting duties, then it's time to give it up. I can't serve full eleganza, you know. It's a serious problem. Maybe you need to figure out how you can strut and work out your thighs at the same time. (laughs) Just do stairs all the time. Joy 94.9. What is a superpower?
supernova. <laughs> well, in addition like to be an astronom- in, in addition to being an astro- to being an astronomical phenomenon, uh, it is also a <laughs> convention. <laughs> Really? You couldn't hype this up any more than you just did. I remember you mentioning it last year. It's a convention where, you know, there's comic books and movies and all the geeky stuff happening. Um, Yeah, so I'll be heading along to that. And um, there's, you know, you can learn to play Quidditch. What's a Quidditch? (laughs) It's the game they play in Harry Potter, Dave. Harry Potter. Yeah, how to do your own zombie maker. Oh, I like that. (laughs) And if you're, you know, if you're into Game of Thrones or whatever, they've got a, like, little workshop on how you can learn to make your own costume uh, armoury. I've... I've noticed that Game of Thrones is really, really taking off and taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to think it was just a Jade thing because I, I don't know of anyone else that actually watches Game of Thrones mm-hmm. until season three premiered, like I think last week or something. Mm-hmm. Last week. And I saw like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It was just all, it shut down. Like people were just going on and on about Game of Thrones. And I'm like, oh, wow, Jade, you know, it seems like you're not alone after all. Yeah. No. Jade's suddenly watching a popular show. What's going on here? Shouldn't it be cancelled by now? Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll be watching The Voice. Yeah. <laughs> you say that it's about pop artist with character. Pop, pop artist with character. Forget what you've heard. I do listen to Stromy Lola music, as I like to call it. Get ready for a different Strokes take on music. Jade, I'm sure you're going to be very, very excited to see that for my music pick of the week this week, I have chosen the new single by Selena Gomez, Mm -hmm. which... Do you even do you even know who Selena Gomez no, is? No, Dave. I like people like Selena Gomez. I like I hear people talk about them, but I've got like no context about who they are. I wouldn't know. You know, if I saw a picture, I wouldn't know who that was. <laughs> I don't know what they what they do. Is that is that a thing? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like for about a year after Justin Bieber started, there was like you know people. I saw people tweeting about Justin Bieber, and I seriously was like. What is this thing that people keep talking about? I I just had never heard it. I, it you know. Now Selena Gomez is a Disney star, uh, but she's also probably just as famous for dating Bieber. Oh. Now they recently broke up. Okay. So uh, I'm reviewing her new single this week, and uh, it, you know the the thing about Selena Gomez is that I do feel like her celebrity does precede her as a pop star. So. Just like you, I kind of at first kind of thought, mm, what is this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, what is a Selena Gomez? I was in Malaysia actually on a holiday, and because the thing with Australian commercial radios, and you know, maybe here at Joy is that we we don't play too much Selena Gomez here. Mm-hmm. You know, there was definitely a time where her music was hot, uh, maybe two albums ago, or you know, even the last album where it was hot. But we, we what year was that? Oh, I don't know, maybe two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. There was a time where music was hot and um, we weren't hearing it necessarily on Australian radio. So I was in the car in Malaysia and I heard this really awesome kind of dance ballad that kind of sounded like Alexis Jordan. It was a song called A Year Without Rain. And uh, I kind of went, who the hell is this? And, you know, my uh, seven-year-old cousin who was riding in a back seat with me was like, that's Selena Gomez. I'm like... Oh, that's a Selena Gomez. <laughs> I'm like, she sounds good. Yeah. You know, I really like a good kind of raspy female vocalist. Yeah. And she had that thing going on. So from then on, I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to research her. And I've been loving her music ever since. 
The new single that I'm talking about here by Selena is called Come and Get It. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's produced by Stargate, who's a world-famous producer who's done countless of hits for Rihanna. The song's written by Esther Dean, who has also written heaps and heaps of um, And was in the film uh, Pitch Perfect. Yes. So, you see, Esther Dean is one of those songwriters that have been, you know, hustling for a really long time. Mm. Uh, I love Nicki Minaj songs she's written, a lot of Rihanna stuff she's mm-hmm. written. And a uh, very interesting article I read about Esther Dean a couple of months ago is that this journalist interviewed her and, you know, followed her to a studio and, you know, kind of see, you know, what it is that she does when she writes music. Mm-hmm. And he was so surprised that so many of Esther Dean's demos sounded exactly like Rihanna's. So it, you might even say a lot of Rihanna's swag yeah. in her vocals is actually adopted from Esther's own, you know, style. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely hear some of that Rihanna swag on this song Come and Get It because Rihanna herself had recorded this Mm -hmm. for her recent album Unapologetic Dave does that happen often? Yeah I think so I think it happens more often than we think so I mean I didn't need to be told that Rihanna had recorded it you could just hear it in the vocals Um, but yeah it didn't make the cut so Selena Gomez got it (laughs) it's a mid-tempo and I think musically this is very exciting times for Selena Gomez because she's moving from you know, doing kind of straight up pop with a dance flavor to something a little more electro tribal. Mm. So this is a mid tempo. It's got Indian beats happening. So it's got like a world music flavor. Uh, vocally, it does have a bit of an islander kind of reggae a feel to it. But I would say this is not her most memorable vocal. Um. Like I would not hear this song and slap a buzzer and spin my chair around. Okay. You know, this is not Selena Gomez's vocal moment. That's a voice reference? That is a voice <laughs> reference. <laughs> you do watch TV, right? I just don't watch reality. Joy 94.9. Weather's getting cooler. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that every time I reach for my closet in the morning now, my hands are moving towards the blazers. Yeah. It's come to that time of the year where I'm starting to maybe, you know, look a bit look a little more polished because in the summertime, you know, I, I look like a One Direction groupie. All bets are off. All bets are off and so are clothes most of the time. Yeah. But <laughs> in winter, uh, I really love my blazers. I like to wear blazers to work and, you know, most casual outings. But my blazers aren't like your grandpa blazers. You know, I really like bright colours and patterns and prints and mm. things like that. You know, I'd really like a grandpa blazer to go with my grandpa hat. Yeah, that might be too much though, Jade. You want to keep it contemporary and current. So don't overkill it with a nursing home swag. (laughs) I would love to move into like one of those little retirement villages right now. I tell you, it'd be awesome. Do you get served breakfast in bed? I don't know. Because that's, that's a, that's know, a good point. You know, just the where you've got those little houses, but you, so you've got your own autonomy, but you've just, like, you've got, you're cut off from the rest of the world. I know, so, I know of someone who actually lived in a nursing home because uh, he wanted to be close to his grandmother or something. Yeah. So it, it does happen. Yeah. It does happen. But um, what I'm talking about is how to mix blazers and trousers because you might be getting dressed right now. You might have a blazer sitting somewhere in the back of your closet and you think, okay, maybe I want to do this. So what I'm saying is there are very you know very many cool ways that you can do this and you're probably you're living in melbourne one of the most fashionable cities in australia because mm-hmm. there's so many of them uh and you know looking on the streets you see lots of guys mixing blazers and trousers so it's it's a very distinct kind of style that the italians call spazzato so what it is is you know we're talking well-cut blazers and trousers there's a lot of different combinations you can do but i think the point is to keep it 
keep it young, keep it fresh, uh, and it's a good opportunity to show off your individuality. So the top doesn't always have to match the bottom. Yep. So I'm talking go, you know, there are lots of combinations you can play with colors, Jade. My favorite is, um, you know, ones that I like it when, you know, you have like a dark blazer mm-hmm. and you mix it with light colored trousers. So, you know, maybe like a, a navy jacket or navy blazer mm-hmm. with, you know, cream pants or something like that. Ooh, just, cream. you know, yeah, you know, it's just just nice contrast uh, or gray jackets with um, like black slacks or something, mm-hmm. you know, so, something more on the monotonous side, monochromatic side. Um, also, patterns are good, Jade. That's, yeah. that's one of my tips. Um, don't do pattern from head to toe. Don't be one of those people. Just it's it's a little too much. Yeah. So things like stripes and plaid and houndstooth, you know, those kind of patterns on a jacket are nice because they're subtle and they're not too in your face. So you can do that and just plain uh, pants. So don't do like a striped jacket with striped pants, you know, unless that's what you want to go for. If you've got a floral jacket, which I do, yeah, you want to think twice about that because... <laughs> No, I mean, like, seriously, you want to think twice about what you pair it up with because if you, you know, you, you've got floral jackets and, like, a polka-dotted shirt and striped pants, people don't know where to look. I think the point is to feature one item, Jay. Oh, okay, so you're saying if you go for something out there, you've got to have that as the one key feature, not... Yeah, absolutely. You mm. know, it's it's look at it as a feature wall in your house. Okay. You, know? you just... It's all about balance, Jade. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. Uh, yeah, well, I haven't thought put that much thought into my outfits before, Dave. Well, I think you would look good with, like, a blazer and, you know, the slacks that you wear to work. I think, you know, it would be a very good combination. Yeah, I've got some blazers. I'm just, you know, just a plain black, you know, just, standard. Just a plain black. That's, yeah. all, that's all there is for you. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Well, Jade, we need to go shopping sometime. <laughs> uh you must feel so lucky to go and watch these shows that you would never have thought to watch ever before. Look, I always go on the personal recommendation of a friend when it comes to TV shows because I'm quite loyal with the series that I watch. Tune in for a different strokes take on television. I got addicted during the week to a new TV show um, called Bomb Girls. It's a Canadian TV show. Its first season was actually last year in the US and Canada. And it was supposed to be like a six-episode miniseries. And then they were like, oh, well, people are watching this. Maybe we'll make it into an ongoing series. And so they've started um, a full 12 episode season two of the show but basically what it is um, it is set um, during uh, the sort of beginnings of World War Two, so 1941-ish wow. uh, in, in a Canadian bomb munitions factory and it's um, it sort of followed the lives of the women who are working in this factory building bombs for the war and it's it's really interesting, like a really interesting drama. You know, they've got sort of four key characters that you're following. There's um, the matron who oversees all of uh, the women working in the factory and her husband is um, a returned war veteran who has post-traumatic stress disorder. And uh, so she, you've got her and she's kind of, you know, got this gruff demeanor but there's other stuff going on mm, and then maybe she has a soft maternal side there's the rich girl who's you know you know she really just wants to get in there and help and all of that 
kind of stuff. There's a girl who's escaping from her past. And then there is the closet lesbian. <gasps> Ooh, a closet lesbian. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Yeah. Yeah, well, so um, I really like it. Um, it's got some really interesting dynamics between all of the women as well, you know. And I love that. I love dynamics not. between characters. Yeah. You know, I really like that kind of stuff that explores the relationships yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they're starting, you know, and they've, you know, they're starting to gel together as well. It's re- yeah, it's it's a good show. Um, and of course, you know, I always like to support shows when they've got lesbian characters in them, if possible. It's important to have lesbian visibility on TV. Joy 94.9. Jade, when I think of Justin Bieber and I think of his music, I don't usually think of chamber music. Yes. I don't think of orchestras. I don't think of opera singers. No. No. But there was a fundraiser for Red Nose Day recently in the UK. Uh, Radio 3, which is a UK radio station, had like a Baroque orchestra live series. Uh, And one of the songs uh, that was performed there was an arrangement uh, by Steve Pycroft. And he got together a chamber choir and a Baroque orchestra and got them to do a cover of Justin Bieber's song, which is called Beauty and the Beat. Yep, and it features Nicki Minaj. So it's a top 20 single that yeah. a lot of you know kids and a lot of people are familiar with. But it, when I heard it, it, it took me a minute. It took me a minute to realise that it's actually that song. Well, see, I, I, I've i never heard that song. I, I honestly have not heard a Justin Bieber song. So I had no context, but I was just like, this is hilarious and amazing and it made me like you know get all nostalgic about other good covers I've heard of songs before that are unexpected like Tegan and Sarah covered Rihanna's Umbrella oh really yeah so I just oh god anyway but you know uh, chamber music classical music opera you know doing pop that's actually pretty funny that's pretty awesome classic anyway so I thought I'd play a clip how's that sound I think we all need to hear this so this is what's the name of the vocalist again his name is Uh, Vocalist name is Robin Blaze. Robin Blaze. Yeah. So he's the lead singer that's, you know, doing Bieber's parts. Unfortunately, there's no Nicki Minaj rap in no, this. No. Although that would have been really funny to hear. <laughs> but uh, he didn't actually do a Nicki rap. So let's have a listen to uh, Robin and the um, the University of York Baroque Orchestra and Chamber Choir do Beauty and the Beat. Is giving me life. It is so good, Dave. So oh, good. I feel just a thousand times more cultured <laughs> already. You know. I. You know. I want to see. I want to hear this guy cover everything. Yeah. I, he needs his own like covers album. Yeah. You know. I want to hear him do Kylie. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh God, that would be amazing. Can you imagine him doing like Red Blood of Woman? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was strange enough to hear Kylie try to do R and B, but to hear him do Kylie do R and B, I think that would just be priceless. <laughs> Joy ninety four point nine, Dave. You know what I'm trying to do is constantly find a way that I can introduce you to new things. Me, because you, you know you're like uh, the 
queen, king, whatevs of being able to take a selfie and or like document every little moment of your life in picture and or <laughs> short video clips as Vine has since proven. Um, but um, my girlfriend was telling me this week about an app called Popograph. Popograph. Pop. Ah, graph. Pop back graph. Um, now, I'm going to be honest, it's only on iOS at the moment. Mm-hmm. But basically um, what it does is, you know, it's... Is it, it like Instagram? Kind of, but it's got these new features that make it better or different to Instagram. Number one, it is not a social app. Um, so Instagram, you know, obviously you can follow people, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. This is purely just a, you know, a feature that you plug in and then you can share on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Um, or save it to your camera roll. This one actually allows you, so you, um, you cannot take a photo from within the app. You can only take an app, have a photo already taken. You pick out your photo and you've got um, you've got a series of filters. But the first thing you need to do is um, you can do like a masking of um, a particular feature in mm. that photo, uh, which allows it to pop out. Oh, my so, God. What? Yeah, well, so basically when you mask, it just it gives it sort of... Um, like a 3D? Well, it just gives it a bit more depth. And then you can put... Um, you can put uh, filters, etc., on either the background or the bit that you've actually popped out, mm. uh, and then put frames on it, etc., and then share. Oh, okay. So um, what it lets you do is basically take your photos that you already have on your phone and change the frame. Change the frame and uh, actually be able, like, if you wanted to profile something and have a blur in the background mm. and just have like your, you know, this, you know, for your selfies that you're doing, Dave. I think that I can see how it would come in handy there. You know, you want to like blur the background. You don't want everyone to see that you're just in your bedroom with all your terrariums. <laughs> Uh, you want the opportunity to be like, hey, like this is just this is just me hanging, and so I blur the background and like make, put some special effects on my, you know, onto all of my features, like make it look a bit more cartoony or whatever, and then blur the background, frame it up, and then share it as you would normally. You you had me gagged at the terrarium bit. <laughs> well, I am. I mean, because you know, uh, when we finish doing radio next week, uh, that's going to be like my, you know, my full time obsession <laughs> you got that means you're the last little shred of other outside interest she had is gone yep so that's it you know you're my one social interaction and um, now that that's done i'll just stay in my room when i'm not at work and build terrariums <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think, it, I mean, obviously there are so many apps out there, Dave, now that do similar things. Mm. But I think if you're like, if you're really avid and interested in having different effects and trying out different things, like I've kind of said before with some of these apps, I'm not, you know, particularly into photography at all. But if you are into sort of trying out new things, I then think... Then Popograph could be your thing. Popograph could be your thing because it's got the ability to do that masking and actually, yeah. you know, separate out sections of, of photos so yeah check it out joy 94.9 well jade it really is pack up time for us isn't it it's over no it's not over yet because next week is our last ever episode of different strokes Mm -hmm. so not quite over yet it's like the twilight zone yeah. You know, we, we're getting... It's our last regular show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's next week then? It's the... an extravaganza. 
Do you see what happens after you've been doing five years of radio with a queen? <laughs> you start saying things like extravaganza I know in that the, way. I know Ricky Lee's, you know, background catalogues and stuff. I know. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. But you, you're engaging with, like, people in discussions about Ricky Lee's singles. Yeah. I, you know, I know all about Ricky Lee. And, <laughs> I mean... You still, sure. you still don't know the difference between Girls Aloud and, and Sugar, Sugar Babes. Babes no. So you failed in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> but in other ways, you have, you know, more than passed. I know who SEB is. You know who Sophie Ellis Baxter is to the point where you can call it SEB. Yes. You're so down with it. <laughs> <laughs> I know who Solange Knowles is. <laughs> she could go on all day. Yeah. She's a regular pop music nerd now. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.